Sivako. <laughs> it is time to make Sahelu um, with this podcast. Um, we're going to connect through uh, something induction. Um, I don't, yeah. The network that's under and within all of us. <laughs> and we're going to talk to Awa. But first, um, yeah, I don't know. I should have remembered literally any of the of the Navi words to say, like when you were like, and here's Sam, and I'd be like, clock, clock. What, a, what, a, what a chome? Is that what they say? Or moron? What's the boy? Oh, I should have remembered moron. Scrum? Scrum? It is. It, 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 it scone? Sound, I was going to say, it sounded vaguely French, I remember. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a scone. Yeah. But the way British people say it, scone. Uh, all right. Anyway, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast. So it'll either be. Um, a variety of words in the Navi language or something along the lines of welcome to late to the movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have sevacoed by now. <laughs> that means, you know, rise to the challenge, rise to the challenge, rose to the challenge. Yes. I am assuming past tense is sevacoed. Yeah, of course. I wish I remember what I see you, the very dramatic. uh... I see you. Um, A thing that Jack says to Rose in Titanic. (laughs) Anyway. Damn big big Jim getting us again. Uh, It's Big Jim winter, James Cameron month. We're closing it out with 2009's Avatar. My guests, your guests, everyone's guests. This week, left or right across your podcast, we got Kay. Hello. We got Bree. Hello. We got Sam. Shavako. Savako. <laughs> Free Shavako. Free Shavako do. Anyway. All right. I uh I'm excited to talk about this one. I feel like we're gonna have some opinions. But first off. Um, let's talk about anything fun we've seen recently. This is actually the second time on the James Cameron month for you guys. Kay, you haven't been on in a bit though. Third, kinda. If you if you if you count the re-release. Oh yeah, that's true. With the re-release third. This exact group did Titanic almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're, you know, back back for more James Cameron. Yeah. We're yeah. Only the hit. I, I refuse to do any more of these podcasts unless they're top five on the box office. So yes. I hope you have an, hope you have an Avengers list soon. Uh yeah, we'll do uh Big Russo's uh <laughs> Solstice whatever. <laughs> Um, mid-sized Russo Solstice. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's just Endgame and Cherry. <laughs> uh, and they produced everything everywhere all at once. So yeah. man, maybe that. Just watch a season of Community or something. That's true. Uh, yeah, we'll do uh, Modern Warfare. Yep. All right. Anything you guys watched recently? I saw Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to insert a yep. really weird remix, slowed down version of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies here. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I don't. Do we want a spoiler free malignant take or do we? I don't know. It's been like two years. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, it's at the if perfect It's thing. been on streaming for, I think, two years. While, so yeah. you've had time. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If, if um, I am going to. And hopefully I don't stutter enough that this like um, gets like cut down. So I'm going to try to help out both our editor, Ben, and our listener. I am going to start a stopwatch in front of me. I'm going to talk about Malignant spoiler full for a minute. Is that okay? Kaylee, do you care? Have you seen it? Okay. I know you've seen it. I'm not going to watch it. I think I already told you. Yeah, you told me what happened. Um, And then at a minute, I will stop spoiling. So you can feel free to just hit that 30 second thing twice in a row Mm -hmm. right 
now. So, uh, Malignant, um, I got so close to guessing the ending. Like, it really started. So, I missed the head I missed the head bop at the beginning where it, like, releases the twin. Um, I, I, like, I didn't, for some reason, didn't check off, off on that thing. Um, but I was like, oh, I get it. She had a tumor in her head, and now that tumor has coalesced into a body, and that body is committing murders. I got it. I nailed it. And, ooh, I was so close. There was only one body. They tricked me. They tricked me by uh, the interview uh, scene where he was calling uh-huh. and like which to be fair has a very fun little thing where I'm just picturing like I know he doesn't need a mic he manipulates radio but I'm just thinking in the back of her head just having like a little phone just <laughs> yeah. like a, hey uh, I'm talking to you for a <laughs> But, but yeah, the body thing um, was really cool. I'm trying to get spoilers out, and then we can talk about it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got ten seconds. Um, uh, something else bad happened. The mom. It's a mom. It's it is, their mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a spoiler. It I is guess. a spoiler. <laughs> All right, I'll be done. Um, so spoiler free. As the Terminator thing. himself said, "It's not a tumor." <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, that movie was very good. Um, I am not, I, I watched it the, the little baby way. Like I always do a lot of horror movies where, uh, I looked up where the jump scares were going to be. Yeah. Uh, so where's when, the jump.com? Did you make it a bookmark? Yep. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's funny cause just, just a quick side, stre- uh, um, side track. Uh, I looked it up for skin a movie that I never planned to watch. skin marink skin marink whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, like the song. I thought it was skinkamarink. It's not. It's skinkamarink. I don't know. There's little skinks, right? There's little. The, there's little varmints running around. Skin, like skinkamarink. Skinkamarink. I think yeah. I've been singing that song wrong. You've been saying skinkamarink. I think I've been saying skinkamarink. I also have been all saying right, it that got, way. We got it. All right. Okay. okay. Keeping this. So skin. Forget malignant. We got to get into this <laughs> real quick. But I just think it's funny because I looked up skinkamarink and they only had. F- I think they had five jump scares, four major, and all those jump scares seemed like the worst jump scares that have ever existed. Malignant has one that was really bad um which happens in a laundry room i guess i can say yeah, spoiler the lady free. next to the yeah, window yeah. of the dryer yeah that yeah, would have yeah. so i did know about that one coming and i did have my eyes off the tv and i thank god because that's <laughs> I seemed like that i was tough i would have lost my mind um but it's very good there was some times that because i also you think you can put on spoilers or not if you want to know exactly what's happening yeah. um which sometimes can be good because sometimes like you like Sometimes it does spoil you because, like, there's something like this thing's going to explode. And it's like, all right, well, that's a plot spoiler. But it's like, there are other ones where they're just like, you know, this person's going to grab a door or something. It's like, okay, so I know it's going to be a grab and I know it's going to be while she's looking at the door or something. But, yeah. Y'all got to live more dangerously. Anything? No, I was saying on the way here, I've really not watched anything. I mean, the last episode I was on was like months ago at this point, <laughs> and I do not think I've watched pretty much anything in between. The only new thing I've been doing is I watched the new season of Finding Your Roots with uh, Henry Louis Gates Jr., and I freaking love that stuff. So super interesting. Um, ben, I'm certain, is about to tell you about the movie binge that he's been on. So my one connection to kind of what he's doing is uh, Joe Manganiello's episode of uh, Finding Your Roots was very good. And uh, yeah, interesting. Very Italian, I would assume. Wait, when did? Oh no! Um, no. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, he oh, was, his great grandparents were part of the Armenian genocide, oh, and geez. one of his his grandmother is the only one who great grandmother, I believe, was the only one that escaped, and like oh, his grandfather ended up being a Nazi on the other side, so they don't know like how that happened. Oh, it was a lot. Oh no! Poor Very Joe. Very interesting. He's married to Sofia Vergara. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, hopefully hers was better. Has a big D and D room in his basement. Yeah, I'm yeah. just picturing. He guy. seemed like a great guy on it, though. Uh, very, yeah. very. Cool. I love them as a. Co- I can only imagine. I don't want to. I don't want to portray Sophia Vicar as someone who doesn't like playing D and D. If she does, but it does just strike me as like her coming downstairs and be like, "You boys have fun. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go do literally anything else." <laughs> Transition to um, what you've been watching. <laughs> Q Pony by Genuine. I've watched every Magic Mike movie in the last four days. <laughs> And it took you every single one of those minutes to watch all those movies. They're all under two hours long. Are they? Yeah. Oh, maybe the first one just drags really long then because I did. Uh, the last act, act three of the first one's not good. So yeah, that's probably uh, what you're and, thinking hey, about. That was the last thing I remember about watching Magic Mike because I watched it once and thought this movie kind of stinks. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. Um, <laughs> well, go into so why. This whole week has been a weird blur of theatrical re-releases of twenty-plus-year-old movies, Channing Tatum's abs, and Channing Tatum and a bunch of other dudes' abs. Um, so last weekend, I did go to see the or the remastered re-release of Titanic. Fucking great. Still nice. a good movie. How those, how's the new star map looking? Looking good? Yeah, they changed that. It looks good, I guess. I don't really know. I the right stars are in the right places now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, remastered in 3D. The 3D is whatever. I, I, I mean, it looks good. But uh, just watching it in a theater again with like a lot of people uh, was really cool. And it briefly held off Avatar 2 to stay in third place, but this week it's flipped and now Avatar 2 is in third place. So it's been a blur of going to see Titanic in theaters. Like we said last time, it's a full body experience. Seeing it in a theater with a bunch of people, awesome. Highly recommend. Um, They redid the audio too or remastered the audio and there was definitely stuff that I hadn't heard before and hearing it on a theater sound system is, you know, A+. Mm. Um, I think it's still in theaters. I don't know if it will be when this episode comes out. I also saw yesterday the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon remaster. Uh, which was only sh- the closest place was showing it was in Lincoln, Rhode Island. Huh. So I went to the Lincoln, Rhode Island mall to go to the cinema world there. <laughs> Theater sucks. <laughs> Popcorn was terrible, but the movie's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, in between those two movies, I saw the first two Magic Mikes, and then after Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I went to a different theater to see the third Magic Mike <laughs> last night. <laughs> Um, peppered in there has been uh, me catching up on different Oscar movies as well. Jeez. So a weird week, kind of all over the place. Uh, Magic Mike ranking probably two, three, one or one, three. Two is definitely in first though. Okay, so I only watched the first one. Um, Two's a lot better. I don't know. It's a It's a. It's. It seems like a classic Steven Sodes movie. Like he's yeah. just Stevie Sodes, just Stevie Sodes, and all over the place. It's weird. So he directs one and three. He didn't direct two. <laughs> oh boy, tough, um, tough break for Sodes. But his typical assistant director and guy that he works with all the time directed two, and he still did the cinematography and editing. So he was okay. There. So he was he was essentially doing it in absentia of probably not. Yeah, project. two is uh like a a dude's rock road movie where those guys just kind of trying to get from Tampa to Myrtle beach for a convention. That kind of sounds good. Um, no, it's, but it's really yeah. good. Yeah. It's, 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 it's way don't, better. Don't make me watch magic. Mike <laughs> 2. XL, uh, and then magic whatever. Mike three is just like putting on a show with Selma Hayek. That's the whole thing. Like Selma Hayek, um, who in, in my delirium, Earlier today, I called Hell Messiah. <laughs> so that's her. That's when she turns into the you vampire. Gotta, you gotta understand uh, the the pure tonnage of abs I've seen this week uh, exceeds that of a person who actually works in a strip club. I think uh, between the three Magic Mics and uh, 
No, they never show Chow Yun Fat's abs and Crouching Tiger. No, they should have. <laughs> How many did, is Kevin Nash in all three Magic Mics, or do they? Cut I thought you're gonna again. I'm I'm addled. I really thought you were gonna ask if he's in Crouching Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> like he would have stuck out. He would have been about. He would have been very tall um, for that. So movie. so the issue with the third one is is um, Channing Tatum's the only character from the first two movies that's in this one. Okay. Uh, his friends from the strip club are in a zoom cameo okay that they're like why are you in london he's like it's crazy right <laughs> and selma Hayek walks in and he closes the window that's fair. that's basically it um yeah it was pretty good it was it's really weird it's it, but it's very soderbergh he's got some fisheye lenses and shots of people walking and there's like some procedural stuff going on like it's in all his movies brad pitt's eating in every scene <laughs> <laughs> it's a character choice yeah um there's a lot of eating. Now I think about it. Um, he loves making his actors eat. Bad up, bad up, bad up. <laughs> I'm just a bachelor. Uh, looking for some avatar. <laughs> any any transition whatsoever. Speaking of abs. <laughs> Absatar. Absatar. Um, there's definitely... There's abs in this movie. There's a lot of There's abs. There's a lot of, yeah. You know what? Now of, that I think about it. A lot of Navi abs. All the Magic Mike movies and this. There's a lot of abs. There's a lot of partial male nudity <laughs> that yep. I've seen. Um, if you're Navi, uh, let's do it. Talking about <laughs> Avatar. Um, you really want the pony. I was going to say, you're still <laughs> trying to do like some sort of tie into pony? Uh huh. Oh Earlier, when you were doing the pony noise, I literally thought you were doing uh, Crazy Train. Because, like, my uh, brain was right at my Ekron. <laughs> yep. We got there. I'm not happy about it, but we got there. All right. Um, uh, our disclosure. Mm of a uh, previous relationship with this film. This is the second time I've seen it ever. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw it when it first came out, I saw it in theaters and then I saw it again with Ben in like September when they re-released it, which and was my first time. He had not told me going in. He'd been like, Oh, I can't believe you're like, whoa, whoa. And then he got there. And he's like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> it was a fun bit. I'm proud of. <laughs> so yeah, few, few times for me. Uh, this is my first time seeing it. This is also my first time seeing it. I knew it was your first time. We weren't sure on you. Yeah. So there, this is a like a $2 billion movie that the four of us hadn't seen for the first 10 years it was out. Is that correct? Well, she went to see it in theaters. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of us. Yeah, most of no, us. Because no, uh, he hadn't seen it either. Yeah. To unpack it a little bit, I was in college at the time and didn't, I didn't have 3D IMAX money. So <laughs> I was also in college at the time. I probably didn't have 3D IMAX money, but I more importantly didn't care at all. That too. <laughs> I was at a very pretentious art school. <laughs> uh, I, I was not at that art school, but I was very pretentious. Right. So. Yeah, that's fair. Did it come out in 09? Uh, yes. Mm. So I must have seen it in college and then just not taking you with me. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Ooh, tough break. I was tough in. Break. When did it come out in 2009? I'm assuming how? Huh? The later. I actually have the, the Wikipedia movie? open. Because I was either um, December, in, yeah. Okay. So holiday. Yeah, because I was in. Yeah, so I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I never saw it. I had no interest in seeing it. But my dad saw it in theaters like four times. <laughs> my dad yeah. loves this movie. I have a lot of friends who saw it. Like just kept going. Yeah, just back. multiple times of the yeah. Which and my dad's not even it? like a movie theater person. No, not, I don't know anyone who quite had the Pandora blues, but that's like a real thing that people are depressed to go back to their real lives after <laughs> spending time on Pandora. 
a thing that happened. They have support groups. Wow. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I'd love to get into that at some point about how flabbergasted I am that people, I don't, we'll get into how I feel about this movie. This does not feel like a movie that I need to see four times in the, in, in, within nope. like a week or two span. Uh, they didn't watch it on their couch. They yeah, watched so it. We did, that, kept bringing you know, that up. 3D. We kept yeah. bringing, I said to her and kind of going towards your Pandora blues thing. I can see how much more immersive it would be actually feel it, like the, the meta narrative of like, he's going in and out. You know, you're going in and out of this world, like you're yeah. part of this world because everything's enveloping. It's very easy for me to remember, like, oh, I'm gonna go grab a snack because it's my house, and then walk around not looking at Pandora for five minutes and come back and go, "What's so special about this place?" <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I was in the other room anytime there was boom bioluminescence, so I didn't yeah. miss that entirely. <laughs> I got to rewatch it and close my eyes whenever they're back in like uh, the ship or whatever. <laughs> Just yeah. so well, can, they make you know, it look like like a real boring place yep. on purpose that mm. they slowly unfold into this, you know, yep. lotus flower kind of design. Um, who wants to give us a one minute plot summary? Uh, I, I will do it. All if right. no one else wants to. Anytime you're ready. Um, all right, I'll go now. Uh, so there's a planet called Pandora uh, and a boy who has Marine and his brother died and he has uh he is um paralyzed at least from the waist down it seems and um can't use his legs but his brother is i'm assuming contented brother has the same dna as him which allows him to do the avatar project which means that he can go into the body of a navi who is a indigenous people to the planet pandora they're large blue things you've definitely seen them uh and uh those guys um they're um, trying to live in peace uh in a tree the tree happens to be on top of a very expensive uh mineral called unobtainium and uh, people are trying to humans are trying to go in there and grab that stuff so it's a huge environmental play where they're like oh we want to go in there with bulldozers and mess everything up with military industrial complex and all that stuff and then uh, they were like, "Now nah, we don't want to do that." And then obviously the soldier falls in love with somebody and uh, doesn't die or doesn't want to kill them. And then um, so they do try to kill them. They kind of do. Then they don't. Uh, someone gets uh, tra- almost gets transferred to a Navi. They don't. And then uh, someone does later. Uh, Avatar. Perfect. Avatar. Avatar. So a uh, question and then a follow up for you guys who haven't seen it before. Did you know? There's so much cultural conversation about the impact of Avatar. Does anyone even remember these characters' names? Did you know that the main character is named Jake Sully? No. Or Sully? I don't think I knew that, no. Okay. And then I and then the follow-up was, if you did, did you assume Sully was a nickname <laughs> and not his actual, on his license, last name? Uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't know, so no. Yeah, fair <laughs> I right. actually said midway through it's funny that his last name is Sully and not Sullivan because like yeah, naming I, a Sullivan Sully is a nice way to ingratiate yourself to somebody very quickly. Yes, I think name um, just through cultural osmosis back in the day. I did know that his name was Sully, but I think I did assume it was a nickname. Mm. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's not Jake Sully, Sam Worthington playing him. Um, some other main characters. You got Zoe Saldana as Nate Thierry. Uh This movie, her parents, Wes Studi and CCH Pounder. Mm. Uh, Laz Alonzo's in there. Sigourney Weaver, uh, Stephen Lang, Squaritch. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of names in this movie. A yep. lot of people. Mm-hmm. Owen from Dodgeball. Which yes. took me so long <laughs> to figure out where I knew him from. I was like yeah. staring at him, going, "Is that Norm?" This- I was like, "We love Norm." <laughs> I was like, "Is that Cabbage from?" From Scrubs? Nope, it's not him, but it's someone that looks like him. Yeah, that's that guy. It's that guy. I've I don't I looked through his IMDb. I don't think I've seen him in anything else other than Dodgeball. Yeah, and this and that's it. Um, so 
first blush, did you guys like this movie? I liked this movie. Okay. <laughs> um, I like the world. I don't like the story. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I feel like I feel it sounds pretty similar to like the way Sam said it. I was like, I liked it. I wasn't as obsessed as I think people were when people first saw it. Um, Seeing it in theaters for the first time, it did feel like a really kind of new thing. It was a world that we hadn't really seen before, but it was one of those things of like the story itself didn't compel me as much as I feel like it could have. hundred percent agree. Yeah. I like the ending. Yeah. Very basic story. Um, seemingly on purpose to put either more energy um, on the production side or maybe more emphasis on the viewing side on the world and the creatures and the fact that they designed like a vascular system for every animal in the the jungle. Yeah, I think I mentioned that when we were watching, like the plot is super basic and I think it is so you're more enthralled in like the how pretty the world looks. It does, yeah. it does really feel like I've done my, uh, not that I think it was going to change my mind a ton, but it does feel like I've done myself a disservice not seeing this in IMAX. Like you can see, because I don't feel connected to Pandora at all. And I wonder if in Maywa 2000. Still loves you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I had seen this in IMAX in 2009, if I would have walked out of there being like, I get it, you know, but also would have been like 19 and stupid. Um, so like, I don't know if I would have walked out of there just being like this movie's bullshit, but like I saw, I saw inception in IMAX after I had seen it the first time in the same time period mm-hmm. and remember being like, Oh, I'm so glad I saw that in IMAX that made such a difference. And that is a movie that specifically is not as tied to IMAX as avatar. No, no, uh, no movie until avatar two, I guess was filmed to justify the existence of IMAX 3d than, yep. than avatar. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So having not seen this at the time yeah, and just sort of my cultural knowledge of it was that this movie is stupid yep. and bad. And then when I saw it for the first time in September, I had come around and it had been enough time and I had enough distance from like that version of myself, I guess <laughs> that it was in seeing it in the context of the way movies are today and coming out of the pandemic and yep. just being like, Man, yeah, something that's like made to be seen in IMAX with a lot of people. Like, mm. I just want to see that. Mm. Um, and I, I liked it a lot the first time. And uh, for some, for whatever reason, I was telling Kay on the way here, watching it at home um, last night and this morning played like fucking gangbusters for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I really dug it. So maybe it's the second time. Um, maybe. I know you just said you don't feel any need to revisit <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not gonna probably. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's just like with the context for the first time I did see it was IMAX 3D. And not just that, but a remastered version of it that just came out, you know, a few months ago when IMAX 3D. If I saw it a second time, it would definitely be, you know, I don't know if they do the third, when they do the third Avatar movie, if they're going to bother to put original Avatar back in theaters. Yeah, I don't know either. If they do. Suppose, like, theoretically, I, it'll be substantially less time in between. Yeah, I might be tempted just to know. But even that, like, even then, while I see it, you're still, like you said, you're still dragged away from, like, the 09 feeling of, like, yeah. man, this was a big deal in this year specifically because like i don't think the i don't think the cgi looks terrible you know like i think that still kind of holds up like you can tell that the navi are cgi and you can tell that you know the humans in there are not that they luckily do not do a ton of overlap with those characters which i think is for the benefit Mm -hmm. of um, they do a lot more in two yeah but they can't in this one yes so it's it's 
it's interesting um yeah yeah i just overall opinions i i i've got very very similar to k felt the same way that um if this was a movie that was making like let's say i made like 400 million and it was just you know considered a good blockbuster film um and like it didn't i mean it didn't win a lot of oscars it got nominated for a lot of oscars it didn't win any oscars but i think my focus is so story-based and that story was so like i wouldn't even say mid i'd say it's less than mid um seemingly by design yeah the world building great yeah and it's I, I recognize why they kept it such a basic story. It's like a bare bones framework of a story so that they can build this world out for you. Yep. And it all makes sense in that he was seeing this as prologue. Like yes. this was not yes. the ultimate story he wanted to tell. He no. needed you to understand the world to a certain extent so that he can tell it in later movies. And then he waited yeah. 10 years to make another movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think partially why like Disney built a theme a themed land around it is because the world was so well realized and so well kind of structured. And we understand that because of the first movie. But I do think that meant that the story itself needed to be secondary to the world in a certain way. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I don't know if, uh, yeah, that's fair. It just loses points for me. <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah, no, totally, it, totally. yeah, like that's cool. He made, he made a billion, $2 billion yeah. off of this. Oh, yeah. He accomplished his goal. That's great. In my yeah. opinion, doesn't matter as much for him and that's fine. But yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's no, not a listening. bad story. <laughs> yeah. Big Jim. I, nah, I can't say I love you. I don't. <laughs> it's not a bad story. And I think, um, it's Sam Worthington, right? That plays mm-hmm. Jake. Cool. I think him if and Zoe say it all right there. Yeah, it's uh, he and Zoe Saldana do a great job, and I think everyone's doing fantastic things. It's just like it's not a story that I feel like is super original, mm-hmm. which again is by design. They want this to be something we can make parallels to stuff that was happening in the real world, as well as parallels to other movies that we've yep. seen that this happens in. But it's not something that I'm going to be like, oh, what a lovely love story i'm like it's not it's it's what it is i will say and we won't have to get into a now for the greg rule of doing everything in order so that they can actually follow (laughs) but um greg's seen avatar that's fair okay so just for greg it's fine um (laughs) but for uh um just to say there were two scenes in this whole movie that i thought wow that was both very well acted and very well written like specifically was like wow and they did both include um, Sam Worthington and Zoe Zaldana. So I will give them both yeah. props. I think I am I am kind of surprised to a little degree that this didn't make Sam Worthington a bigger deal. Yeah. It's kind of nuts how much he. I mean, he has what is it, Wrath of the or whatever the Titans movies are right yeah. after Flash this, and just yeah. kind of flaps right on his face. But yeah, I mean, that was like just after, a horrible movie. It was yeah. badly written. <laughs> Under the Banner of Heaven, I want to say, is him too. Yeah, yeah. They had him right there and. Yeah, well, he, they, it was a crazy long audition process. They saw a lot of people for that role, and they ended up going with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I don't know if you could tell, isn't his real accent. Yep. <laughs> um, but that was the guy that, that Cameron wanted in that role. Um, and uh, he gets a lot of slag for being bad in this movie. Well, I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's that bad. Uh, and I think, he, like I said before, I think he has moments. I think he does good yeah. with the important um, stuff. But, but watching it again this time, watching having seen the second one too, even though she's in it less, I think uh, it's weird how good Zoe Saldana is at this. Um, she's it, really good. Yeah, if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, they the way they had to film this feels like such a unique um, skill that no one else has had to ever perfect. <laughs> Um, and it's weird that she's really good at it, I think. 
all the emoting with the dots on your face wearing like the skull cap with yeah. the fake dreads on it and whatnot. Uh, it's it's weird that she's so good at it. Yep. I think. <laughs> the, scene, really <laughs> the scene specifically um, where kind of the i know this is very this is like literally the end of act two but the jig is up on like and he's and like he's like hey i tricked you i didn't mean you're like the class the, 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 the thing classic, that has been like, done a million times like a, my, my friends you. paid me to bring you exactly. to the prom but then i fell like, and then your hair you. and then your hair went down and i yeah. and you're glad you took your glasses off uh that moment happened and i think i literally said before it happened i was like oh here we go with this like this is going to be a classic wait i can explain and then she's like you can't explain i'm gonna get out of here they don't do that they avoid that very specifically by having him be like hey i fucked up here's everything i did sorry and then you can see her face specifically see her face process everything get extremely sad and then it immediately fuels anger and she literally kisses at him or whatever and tells him to get you know gtfo yeah and i was like she nailed that like you can take whatever you want out of zoe saldana of this whole movie but man did she crank that spot right there yeah so i uh yeah let's talk about the plot a little as such as it is (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys, I'm assuming you watch the version on Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah. Which is not the extended version. Oh, no. Um, and I don't know that it's the theatrical version either. Oh, uh, was there context that made the story better? <laughs> not necessarily. It just, just, uh, depends on who you ask. I think it's fine without this. But the big difference, and there's a bunch of other stuff throughout, but just the big one is that the movie on the, and I, I say it's either special or extended. I don't know. Everyone uses different terms. Um, in the longer version, it starts on Earth and it shows you what Earth looks like. We do kind of have to assume that because they there's that line that's like they ruined their yeah. their sky or whatever the line. Yeah, was. yeah. I, I got wallied. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically they wallied the planet. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that it's not explicitly confirmed until right before the final battle where he's yeah. like communing with the tree and he's like they you know killed their mother. There's no yeah. green on their planet. Which you can tell it's in the future because of all the technology. Right, so. yeah, yeah. I like this version where it just starts on the eye opening in the tube. Yep. And all the guys floating around. The Lost special as well. Just <laughs> eye open, eye close. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and um, he's, he's being voiceovered by, you don't know for a while that he's doing, I guess you're supposed to assume that this is all video logs that he's doing. <laughs> or at least that's the conceit that they use in this movie. Uh, the second one, he's just doing narration. They don't feel the need to like justify that he's doing a video log, uh, which is better, I think. Um, and yeah, it's just into it. I think 35 minutes before you actually get into the forests. And until then, you're just sort of in very metal um, and boring looking military facilities, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to meet some new characters. Quaritch gives a speech in front of or i guess a safety briefing mm. in front of a conspicuous looking window did you guys pick up on the symbolism here i did not i'm i'm afraid to say uh, the window that he's in front of has shutters and then like a thing over here that make it look exactly like an american flag oh um, good for them good for them <laughs> in case it wasn't clear that these this is metaphor yeah <laughs> It's rewatching it and watching it back and kind of seeing all of that. It's I remember watching it the first time and thinking, well, this is all very heavy handed of like what we're talking about here. And it's like, okay, but it's also this is the story that he wants to tell. And I get that, but it feels very on the nose and it's not ever 
explained enough, I feel like, to justify kind of what's happening. But I don't know. I don't know. I always was just kind of watching it. I'm like, all right, so colonialism. <laughs> I get yeah. it. All right. Environment. <laughs> they need the insanium. Yeah. It's under yeah. the tree. I'm all- yeah, so- They've been here, what, like 10, 15 years or something? Something yeah. like that. Um, James Cameron was just watching an inconvenient truth, like really mad. Like this isn't enough. <laughs> like I need to spend money to make everyone understand. Jokes on you. He wrote it in 1994. Yep. <laughs> Jokes on Al Gore. Then. Jokes on Al Gore. He stole this from James. <laughs> he stole from James Cameron. Uh, also, jokes on Avatar: The Last Airbender. There's a reason they have to have a subtitle. Yep. Yep. Because James Cameron wrote Avatar way before that. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Military guy. Good job. Stephen Lang, Stephen Lang, yeah, who they call yeah. slang and all the behind the scenes stuff, <laughs> and uh, his like things says slang on it, which is great. <laughs> and the when they're in the volume actually doing like the performance capture, mm. his thing says slang, and I think it's cool. <laughs> um, he's even better in the second movie. He is no, spoiler alert. <laughs> he's also the villain in the second movie. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's the number three highest grossing film of all time. So it's your fault if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Maybe in 15 years. Um, I mean, I saw Sigourney Weaver was also in that too. She so. is also in it. <laughs> no, one, no one dies and everyone's related. It's very anime now. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I like that it does kind of pace you in because especially at the time, I bet if you were going to see this, like, oh, this is on track to be the greatest, uh, highest grossing film of all time. And everyone's talking about the visuals and stuff. It let it, it eases you into it. It builds it up. Mm-hmm. It made me think a little bit of aliens, not only a Sigourney Weaver here, but it's also kind of like, they're not really in a fight until 45, 50 minutes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fight spectacle in this is, getting to the forest and you're like, Oh, these animals are cool. Yep. And then that even eases you into nighttime. And then he's got the fire and you're like, yep. Oh, it's nighttime. It's scary. And then she turns the fire out and the bioluminescence starts. And you're like, Oh, yep. this is what people were talking <laughs> about. Yeah. And that's almost an hour in. Uh, so the first hour in both of the avatar movies, I feel like is probably its weakest, but I still think it's okay. Yeah. The bioluminescence is really cool. Um, I won't take anything away from that. That yep. is, uh, the walking with the thing, you know, the connection. Yeah. Uh, I'm also always a big fan of obvious religion in movies. Uh, so if you have uh, <laughs> something that like can be corroborated, essentially like fantasy, but not doesn't necessarily have to go that far. So it's very nice for me, at least when they're like, you know, you know, there's a, like the there's our God and we pray to our God, but the God responds and like it doesn't have to be like this weird yeah. soliloquy. It's just like that's how it works. Yeah, it is an interesting thought experiment. Like, okay, what would like what would your culture look like if you if you could, could prove? God, yeah, right? it was proven. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, if that was just a fact of life, yeah. and everyone's like, well, yeah, that's a thing that we can do. do. Yeah, no one has to. There's no faith. There's just, it's here. Yeah, it's here. It's over there. We can prove it. Yeah. yeah. We can store. Sigourney Weaver at the end is like, it's scientifically yeah. proved. Like right. something is happening. We can like go to the library and access like the living memory of our ancestors. Yep. Um, so yeah, walking around the thing lighting up as they walk is extremely cool. Like I, that was looking at the bioluminescence was probably the most, like I would jealous too strong a word, but like jealous I was of, uh, not having seen it in, uh, IMAX yeah. that and like probably it's, the it's flying scenes scene. yeah. Yeah, are the, probably the both, two biggest both are showcase scenes. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Um, it's good. Nateri gets introduced at this point. I do like how she's introduced, looking through the thing, holding the bow. Yeah, the thing lands on the bow, and the yeah, the seed falls on her. And yep. She's like, yeah, mm, maybe yeah. not. Right. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'll allow keep, it. Keep your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tree, keep your secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really the character creation was something that I it the first time I saw it was stunning. And mm. the second time I saw it, it I feel like I'd forgotten pieces of how the characters worked and how fully realized everything was. Um so it's still just it was just as interesting when I watched it again to be like, oh, there's an entire world and all of them they had obviously thought through how does this work within the ecosystem of everything else um to the point where i found them a little bit off-putting at points of like these feel like a little bit too real or like weirdly like i don't know I didn't like that I could see exactly how all their veins and the vascular system oh, yeah. and stuff worked. I was like, oh, I don't know yeah. about this like one. all the tendrils and the stuff. The tendrils. Right? Yeah. I think the tendrils just freaked me out. Yeah. I was like, I'm I couldn't feel my thing on the braids and stuff yeah. and how they can connect them to the tendrils of I don't like the like other that. animals. Yeah, that freaked me out. And I think out. it's super cool. <laughs> and I really think it's, I really think it's interesting. I think it's super cool. And I just was like, ah, get it away from me. I don't mean to go back in time. He's out here like in the bioluminescence already. It's nighttime. She's bringing him to home tree. Mm -hmm. But I do want to take a little bit of time to point out that in the sequence that I think is actually pretty good where he first avatars into the other body Mm -hmm. and he's like runs out of the clinic and out into the world and people are like playing basketball and Mm -hmm. he's running really well and you're like, oh, he knows how to run real well. Yep. Um, and Norm's trying to chase him. Poor Norm. <laughs> Norm's just trying to do the right thing. And uh, the reason I wanted to come back is because Sigourney Weaver had a custom-made Stanford yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah. Which they um, had to make for a Navi. <laughs> yes, for a nine-foot-tall nine lady, they had to make a Stanford tank top. <laughs> uh, and I think that's just great. Yep. And that is the exact kind of move that a botanist that went to Stanford would, would do. do. Yeah, 100%. Uh, she needs everyone on this planet to know that yeah. she went to Stanford, Stanford, even though they don't know what Stanford is. Yes. Um, I did find out that that was a supposed to be a blank tank top, and they added in Stanford because Sigourney Weaver is a Stanford graduate, which is another fun. And she uh, insisted on it, like a Stanford yeah, graduate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume that's the case because later in the movie, she's wearing a tank top that's the same color that doesn't say Stanford, Stanford on yeah, it. So they probably forgot to edit it. Um, <laughs> Once, it, like in the home tree getting destroyed sequence, she's wearing just like a maroon tank top that doesn't say Stanford on it. Yeah. Mostly, I feel like because the Stanford thing's like a joke yeah. and they don't want you to be thinking of jokes That's at that true. point. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, but yeah, back to he gets to almost a home tree, but then he gets basically taken at knife point because yep. uh, Sute and his people are like, this guy sucks. We don't like him. Yep. Bring him in and he gets, uh, they talk it out. They decide that he's going to get taught by Natiri. She's like, fine. And then he starts, um, this like whole middle part of the movie is sort of a lot of almost montages of him I, learning. Uh, there was a very specific point where I said enough with the montages. Let's yeah. get on with this. Like <laughs> I literally said that out loud. So yeah. yeah, I do remember that very, very obvious or uh, very clearly. He's reporting back to the military wing, Quaritch and his people to give them intel on how best to destroy the tree if yep. need be. Uh, trying to ingratiate himself to hopefully negotiate a peaceful way to get them all to move and get his legs back. Um, yeah, <laughs> get his legs back. But as it goes on more and more, he gets more on their side. And yep. 
uh we did have a lot of our we had, we had a lot of jokes involving uh the the um steve lang like like uh joking about the legs like he just had the legs like ready to go so like, no you're never getting these legs i'm throwing these legs up. throws like, them over to the waterfall like i'm gonna i'm gonna have four legs now like screw you jake sully just walked out to fight him with four legs <laughs> these are your legs i was gonna give you <laughs> that hadn't occurred to me <laughs> So he's like, get he's your like, leg, your real legs, your real legs. <laughs> Not these legs. Not these legs. Yeah. He starts twirling them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though it is a little montagey, there is a lot of sequences in here that I think are pretty good. Um, he like builds it up. You know, he gets the, he's finally almost gets to ride a horse a little bit. Yep. He gets a clean kill on one of those like dog things. Yep. And she's like, you killed that small dog. It's time for you to tame an Ikron. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good stuff. They they relocate to the floating mountains, the like the Grace Augustine team does, and yep. you get your first look, and Michelle Rodriguez is like, Look at these mountains, and or whatever. I um, think that was a direct quote. <laughs> yeah. And Norm's like, cool mountains. Uh, can we talk real quick about the um transition of Norm? Is like you know normal, and then they they have like a whole like second act where he's all butt hurt about Jake Sully being like uh, he he gets over it real quick, and then real like quick. that just goes away. It was almost like they were halfway to like, do we make him like Nate and Ted Lasso season two? No, okay, we're just done. You know, we're gonna bail yeah. out on this. <laughs> the um and and he's a good example of this thing that I that I do like a lot is there's a lot of in- exposition and info dumping they have to do, yep. and the way that Cameron primarily chooses to dole it out is through people being mad at Jake for not knowing this stuff already. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Jake. It's AWA. <laughs> you you don't AWA. know AWA? Here's five facts. <laughs> yeah. Here's the top. Here's the greatest hits of AWA right there. Yeah, and that's most of how things are explained to the yep. audience is through people being like, oh, fucking Jake doesn't huh. know Jake. who Sute <laughs> is. I <laughs> didn't read the briefing packet no. at all. This... <laughs> Top five people who hate Iowa and Enya's number four. Oh, yeah, I was like, Jake is so stupid. We got to tell him again. All right, here's Throw the hierarchy his legs out the window the- again. <laughs> here's the main characters in Home Tree, Jake. <laughs> here's who's gonna take over after they die. It's the guy that hates you. Of course, it's the guy who hates you. You stupid idiot. I hate you too, Jake. <laughs> And here's ten more informational <laughs> tidbits that you need. They start slapping them like airplane. Like, yeah. like everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> They're throwing them around. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got a gun. Um, yeah. And it's both sides. Both like the yeah, science people. Everybody hates them. Both the science people explain things to him in a frustrated tone, and the Navi is like, "Come on, Jake, you gotta know Sahelu." Yeah. <laughs> And, and which is so funny because obvious like they spend the first 10 minutes of the movie explaining why he didn't ask for any of this and yeah. like and and also the context of like uh 
was it? It's like cryo. It's supposed to be like cryo doesn't. There's no actual time change. It's not like you wake up and you're like, ooh, that feels like five years just like whipped by. It's like literally just feels like snap. You're done. Yeah. And they're like, oh, your brother's not here. You're a giant jackass. He's like, my brother just died like a week ago. Right. Yes. He's yes. still, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. It's like, sorry, my brother died. Oops. Someone killed him for the paper in his pocket. Yeah. <sighs> A guy, no, no, meant, it's not someone it's a guy with a gun killed him for the paper in his fall I don't know if you meant to say that like Ben Affleck in the town but mission accomplished yeah. <laughs> it feels like it takes so long for them to get through their montages but it also feels kind of weird how implicitly they trust him by the end of it but like I, when you're living day in and day out with somebody it's, it's, it's weird because like He's been like deeply embedded for about a hundred days, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so like I guess it makes more sense. But yeah, I, I just the way that the pacing was, it kind of felt weird that it was like, yeah, you still remember this as a human in this body, right? Like yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Uh Jarhead clan still very good line, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I meant to bring back to that. He's he is prompted by the Navi to explain himself, and he's because he's a Marine, he said he is of the Jarhead clan. Yeah. And I specifically like in the beginning. Um, when they, when they had, like, they have Stephen Lang joking about, like, you said Jarhead clan? And yeah. there's like, yeah, I did. Like, oh, you scamp. We're going to get you yeah. so many legs. That's <laughs> <laughs> worth an extra leg. Yeah. We're going to give you some good jumping yeah. ones. Oh, God. <laughs> some boosters in the heels. <laughs> um, it's going to have heelies in it. Yeah, it's going to have built-in heelies. You'll never have to wear shoes again. <laughs> Oh, be zipping around, <laughs> basically Blade Runner and future planet. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, this middle section turns eventually into, I guess, the core like love story of this. They go, they talk to the trees, and they they get into some extracurriculars. Wink, <laughs> um, which I think I don't know if it was in the, the- it's a weird lineage of. It's a pretty short scene on Disney Plus. Yes. In the theatrical... Oh, that was the extended cut I missed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because they actually, like, intertwine, like, hair things. Ooh. Which was the joke that everyone was making about the movie after it came out, and then it's not in subsequent versions. I understand why Disney wouldn't want to put that on Disney Plus. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I like that that scene ends and he wakes up in his own body. He's like, that was a bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) I should have been like, I'm on a six year tour. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here forever. We yeah. can't, we shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't take a wife <laughs> in my avatar body. <laughs> That's not something he should do. Yeah. And he immediately realizes it. But hey, it's a love story. Mm. Um, and then the dozers come, and that's yeah. basically where this turns. Yeah. The dozers come, he tries to explain his shit. Um, after they like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're mad because they see him on the camera, yeah, breaking yeah. the camera. Uh, can we have a brief moment for the backup noise that they bothered to put in this movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> it was so good. They're like, they're destroying everything. And then they like cut to, it might, I don't even think it's them. I think it's, um. Ugh, I'm sorry. I can't remember the Navi names. But the the whoever the um like captain is the guy the ah crap like the main rival the main rival thank you sute i think it's sute's view like that sees like there's like about six bulldozers or something but one of the bulldozers is just backing up and it just has the backup noise (laughs) that everyone knows like boop Oh my god. Those are big things you gotta know if they're backing up. (laughs) It was just very funny to see it just 
be like, yeah, that that is a bad time. I don't think that giant thing would maybe have that noise. But. Probably not. <laughs> Um, I'd forgotten how intense that part is when like he won't wake up sad. and she's like trying to drag him like with her mm-hmm. and that was one of the, with the parallel of like how like it's so like oh you should eat you gotta eat right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. carefree and the I do like that he's eating fast because it, it would have made that scene a lot worse if he was just like they just kept putting back to him and he was like I love bacon yeah. bacon bacon, bacon. <laughs> in 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 that sort of lead up, there was in the extended version a scene where he's just like not eating anymore because um, like the human food tastes just so bad to him now. Mm. Um, and so I think this was like a continuation of her like, you got to eat something like yeah. a of a previous conversation. But they were correct that that bit lifts, lifts right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah, like you get that he prefers it as a, in the avatar body mm-hmm. you know, yep. without that pretty clearly. Um, yeah, I, I like that they, you sort of, not that you forget that he's sort of occupying that other body, but you're not fully reckoning with what it means to, for the, the Navi to be around that body yeah. when they're not in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a cool kind of trippy sort of existential crisis type. Of yeah. Thing. Like theoretically he's coming out of that avatar body, extremely hungry, you know, like sweaty, uh, yeah. probably, you know, different things like that. It's probably a harsh wake up every time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just like for her, for Natiri on the other mm-hmm. end, it's just like, actually like they had this great night, but now she's like immediately getting like the cold light of morning and like, yeah. Oh, this is just like a shell. Yep. That is currently empty, and when I need help, it's and not here. It doesn't yeah. help you, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah. And then they they pull him the out when he's in the home tree, but for the first time, right? Um, yes, he goes to sleep, and they pull him out, right? Well, they're, they go back to home tree, right? And then they're like, ah, they're, oh, they're mean, coming. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is when he like is like, yeah, like, uh, you know. And they force him this out because they catch him doing the thing. And then they run back and they hit the button because yes. he's like mid like, they're going to kill. Yeah. I think he literally says, I have to tell you or like something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. And he falls. Uh, as so does, so does Sig. Yep. I do love I do love the way they show the bodies fall in like slow motion every time. It never got old of just like them walking and oh yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be like really disturbing to see. Yep, and over and over again. Lazo- Especially seeing one go and then being yeah. like, Oh, you're definitely next, you know. Like and then, then he turns to the camera and says, Not like this. Yeah. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Matrix reference. <laughs> um and yeah. And then Laz Alonzo runs over and goes like, yeah, this is like a weird dude. We should kill him right now. Yep. We don't like this guy, right? No. <laughs> and Nateri hits. And uh, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Back in the other place, um, Sigourney Weaver and Jake make a plea to like, hey, you got to let us, you got to let us do this. And I think it's Giovanni Rabisi that says he has one hour or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the thought process is like, it's actually kind of surprising because you figured Giovanni Ribisi is just going to be like, ah, just kill him. Like, I don't yeah. care. He was what so he cartoon that villain that I definitely didn't expect him to give him a chance. They do do, again, like a, for a cookie cutter story, another one that kind of yeah. surprises me is how much Giovanni Ribisi is not wholly evil. No, he starts this movie a- being cartoon villain and you can see like him seeing the destruction obviously affects him, even though he's still like, shit, I'm going to like, you know, money and stockholders are still his benefit but you can tell he's like oh i really wish we weren't doing this yeah 
He's on he's on the near side of Paul Reiser and aliens. Yes. Of like his first priority is looking out for corporate interests. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, he's not necessarily enjoying the evil part of it. Yeah. You know, like his job's a disaster yeah. and also he committed yeah. war crimes. Yeah. Or so like, I'm sure he's just like blue screen of death yes. the entire way back. I don't super agree that, like, that he feels bad. Cause like, um, Jake is like in front trying to wave to stop. And the the guy controlling the bulldozer is like, hey, there's a there's someone there, and he's like, oh, just keep going, he'll move. So, yeah. and so then that he I think pushes he's fine. it forward. I, like, I think it's yeah. when I think it's when he's seeing the tree, tree burn yeah. is when you kind of get the scene where I'm not saying he's a redeemable character. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, I think in from the movie, his the people in that control room are like, ooh, yeah, I think he really. I mean, there's people, this there's people crying in that control room. I think that's also yeah. a nice touch. Is people like especially like the Michelle Rodriguez, like, like I didn't sign up for this. Like yeah. there's a lot of, I didn't sign up for this people. Mm. Um, I don't think that he feels that I think his thought at that time is probably like, shit, I hope this is all worth it. And at the end be like, that wasn't worth it. I fucked up major. Um, but still terrible person it. still should go to jail. Like all that yeah. stuff. Like, I don't think he's redeemable. I just think it is kind of nice that they didn't just keep him cartoon villain to the end. Oh, like yeah. he, he tail between his legs out of that movie. He does not get like blown up because he's like I'll I'll burn Pandora to the ground before I let them get a dime out of this. <laughs> That's uh yeah so that goes into the home tree destruction sequence yeah. because obviously uh, he doesn't. It doesn't work with Jake in there. Another one I'd be curious with on IMAX because that seems like it's terrible. Obviously, so like I, it being your whole view must yeah. be. Yeah, watching it for the first time, I figured that that was. Because there's so much lead up to yep. for basically from the beginning, them being like, okay, and if this doesn't work, we're going to go blow up home tree. Um, and I remember in the lead up to it and then realizing like, oh, there's still an hour left in this movie. Um, thinking like that has to be like the final battle. They're not actually going to do that because that seems like such a horrific thing. And it yeah. does. Yeah, it does feel pretty weighty, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't mean just like the people who get Fabrizio under the branches. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, mamma mia! Um, <laughs> the, sto- the smokestack is coming down. No. <laughs> Another one like Titanic, though. Again, um, sorry, I just had to get no, the <laughs> billions of dollars of of people watching this movie over and over again, just being like. I mean, at least they know when to go get a snack if they don't if they're not feeling like watching a sad part. Kind of like if you're watching Lion King in theater for the third time, you're like, oh, they're the wildebeest. I'm going to time to get a refill on my popcorn. I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah. But the whole sequence is really upsetting. Um, Yes. And I mean, it plays like that. Well, not not quite as sad as Titanic. And yeah, you get like Quaritch being like, good job, everybody. Drinks are on me. Let's go. Everyone's screaming and crying. And he's just like, he's like dapping up his pilot. Like, hey, good job. That with like the people in the control room who are like, "Mm, this genocide did not feel good. (laughs) As far as the genocides we've committed, this one's pretty bad. Yeah. And then obviously the Jake and Grace are with the Navi and uh, CCH Pounder cuts them free and like, so they don't like just die, but yeah. there's not a lot they can do to help. Yeah. And then they get then they get pulled out. And on this rewatch, it did make me think, like, why do they arrest Jake? I guess like Well, Jake did a attack to government property. 
<laughs> yeah, but why didn't they arrest him the first time when it was clear that he had kind of gone rogue? Yeah. Like, why this time? But whatever. They're holding his legs hostage, and they were hoping that <laughs> he'd come around. I mean, I get it. Like, obviously, they have reason to, but I just don't know, like, well, they let him go back in. Yeah, they probably shouldn't let him go back in. <laughs> right, yeah. Especially for an hour or whatever yeah. it was. Didn't seem like they had a full hour before um, the attack. Anyway, yeah, so the the attack aftermath, Wes Studi dies, yep. gives his bow to Zoe Saldana. Yep. And um, Wes Studi, great. I don't think we mentioned before. He's great. He's not into this movie that much, but a no. uh, really wonderful actor. Um, And yeah, so she gets his bow. That bow's cool. Yep. She she does some work within the rest of the movie and, and most of the next one, too. And uh, yeah, then it's kind of the, the come down time. All the stuff's bad. They're in jail back on the base, but then immediately broken out <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, by a great line from Michelle Rodriguez. Where, like she walks in and you're like, Oh, she's got to be in on it. Right. And then she like comically like puts them down like, Oh, these tree huggers are getting stink or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh, Michelle, we know what you're going to do. <laughs> and this guy's like, I got to check out this steak. And he takes, his, <laughs> and he takes his eyes off her. She goes, you know what that is? <laughs> yeah. You know what that is? Gets the gun right in the back. Yeah. <laughs> And it knocks him out, too. Yeah. <laughs> Does an elbow drop off the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> in in the whole like commotion when they were trying to pull Jake out to arrest him, Norm punches a guy, too. Yep. Norm's getting in on it. Norm's getting in on it. The beatdown commenced. And they also arrest Sigourney Weaver, which is also like... While she yells, you murderer, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, she's like, she's going to be a disruption. We're, we're like completely under martial law here yep. at the human base at this point. And uh Yeah. So they break but, out. They steal, they steal a helicopter or whatever the equivalent is. Yep, I do like the this uh, Quaritch moment where he's just like, "Fuck it, I don't need to breathe. I need to murder this I'm person sure. more yeah. than I need to breathe." Uh, that's like the first of like three times with that guy where it's just like, man, what a real one. We're willing to risk his life just to kill another human being. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to circle back on him more closely when we get to the finale. But yes, um, <laughs> yeah, they go back out to the mountain base. Oh, well, actually, they get they go to the mountain base, then take it into the forest. Mm. Um, one thing I picked up on this time: Norm just rides it the whole time. Yep, <laughs> he's just like he's just like Teen Wolf in it. Yep. Does he, <laughs> does he need to? It seems like it's is there's like a whole day cycle while they're flying that thing. I think he goes in for most of it, then he comes back out just for yeah, the, just, <laughs> just for the camera shots, yeah. just for the landscapes. Um, and yeah, they get into the forest and then we're basically in final battle mode. They're going to come try and blow up the tree of souls. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a bombing run. We need to stop them. We're going to have this amount of time. They're going to come in this Valley. Jake's goes back into the body. He's like, I need a big play. I can't just go back (laughs) to the tree of souls. It's time to grab Taruk. (laughs) Kaylee. Yeah. Do you recall the first uh, piece of Avatar media I saw? I don't know if I do. You do. <laughs> it was a live performance. Oh, my God. I forgot. I, I repressed. Maybe is a better <laughs> way to put it. Yes. Uh, I think I mainly keep forgetting that you hadn't seen Avatar before this. I had not seen Avatar when I went to the Providence Civic Center to see Cirque du Soleil's Taruk the First Flight. Yeah, yep. there's not a lot of Cirque in the Soleil. And, um, it's mostly, it's mostly, mostly Cirque. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's mostly projections, but sometimes they're on a seesaw. Yeah. <laughs> of bones, a bones seesaw. I thought you were going to say Avatar on Ice. Oh, for- <laughs> uh, just about. <laughs> it's what it felt like. Oh, man. It's the story of the first Taruk Makto. Mm. Um, I think Neytiri says there's been five ever. That makes Jake the sixth, I suppose. But it's the story of the first one. It's not a very circuit. It's mostly it's mostly hanging. It's a lot of silks and a mm. lot of uh, just hanging around. I, um, I, I will say that it was, if you, it was, we couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I could not. I'm so impressed. But do you need to be like primetime Cirque du Soleil level to do it? Probably not. No. Um, it looks hard. Yeah. But it also looked like a lot of people in skin tight blue bodysuits hanging from ropes. Yeah. Um, for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's I was some saying, tumbling. Yeah. I was saying, I feel like this is like the before you get into one of their other shows. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to do this one first. <laughs> I don't know that that part's true. I don't know. You got to no, do no, this. No, no, no. But I was saying that was kind of like my thought process of like, this, this is, is a beginner show. This is a beginner show. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the first thing that you'd seen avatar wise. And. Yep. Didn't know that at the time, but so yes, funny. it was told the story of uh, the fruit, the forced, the, nope, the first, first Taruk Makto. Makto. We all know these words. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And yeah, it's, I mean, it was pretty good for that, but like, I don't mean to make fun of it. I hadn't seen Avatar. <laughs> it made it really hard to follow. They spoke in Navi. <laughs> um, I think also English. Probably both. But a lot of Navi. A lot of Navi. Um, yeah, so... Do they hold up, like, big papyrus uh, subtitles for you? <laughs> I hope so. I don't remember that. <laughs> it was, like, a big blank uh, sheet, the, the entire length of, I guess, what would have been, like, the ice rink in Providence. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, doing, like, really cool projections on it for the different stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, there was a volcano that went off and lava went over those places. But, yeah, it's still, like, I hadn't seen Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we went. <laughs> I didn't pick to go. <laughs> Neither did you. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I don't You know, I'm not going to be like, turn this off and listen to a different podcast, although that's often my tone. Um, <laughs> but if you're curious about Taruk, the first flight by Cirque du Soleil, um, there is an entire plane check episode about it. Uh, anyway, Taruk Makto. <laughs> Jake earns the mantle by doing a uh, like a crazy jump onto the... Uh, that one's called like uh, not an obstetrician, but whatever. <laughs> a Leonoptris tricks, a Leonoptrix, something like that. Obstetrician. Um, and uh, yeah, an ophthalmologist. He lands on it. He becomes Taruk Makto, goes to the Tree of Souls, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like he seems pretty good at some of this stuff, but now he's the best at everything. <laughs> and he's like, "Yep." <laughs> You want to try and save Grace? <laughs> um, and, then, and then they were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll try. Uh, and yeah, and so that's what happens. They try and save Grace, who got In shot. Big prayer circle. Yep. Yeah, this scene's pretty interesting and has surprisingly huge um, ramifications for the series going forward. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can resurrect people, but not Sigourney Weaver then, maybe later. I don't know. <laughs> it's more complicated than that. I'm sure it is. Much more complicated. Um, Considering she launched it up the tree into a beacon of white light. 
Indeed she that did. That holds yeah. the thoughts of their ancestors or whatever the heck. So. Yep. So Grace is, I guess, accepted into Awa. She's like, I'm with her now. Yep. All good. I'm cool dying. And that sets up our final thing. He's like, ah, he's so mad. He gives a cool speech. We got to go unite the clans. Yep. This is when they show you that there's a bunch of other clans. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. Ton of other clans. <laughs> Ton of other clans. They're just not on top of Unimpeed. The Ekron Riders to the east sea. Um, how long, just, re- I know we're in the middle of the plot, but how long do you think it took them to come up with the name Unobtainium? Like seven minutes? <laughs> Unobtainium <laughs> is just a, like, typical sci-fi word yeah, that's been used yeah. for, like, and I think that's it's just, fair. like, James Cameron's, you know, homage to classic sci-fi that unobtainium is always like around in different contexts. Okay, that's fair. Continue with the, the tribes. <laughs> Which is why it's funny that everyone made fun of him for calling it unobtainium. And yep. it's like, well, it's like a proper, not a proper, but it's like, it's a noun that exists. Yep. Like in the dictionary or at least Wikipedia. And so he just used that as shorthand, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, this is good. We like his speech. Yep. What do you great, think about his speech? Great, great, great speech. <laughs> okay. People are pretty hyped to unite the clans. Yep. And they're like, well, it's Taruk Makto. I guess we got to go. Yeah. Uh, the final battle is on a couple different levels. Like, literally, there's the ground forces. There's the air forces. And, yeah. You guys like this battle? It's a cool battle. <laughs> um, uh, uh, one thing I will say about the battle. Um, so, they do... There's a lot. There's a lot of battle, and then there's like, kind of like a quasi death montage halfway through that I feel like, yep, was weirdly it's timed. The nearer my God to the exactly. <laughs> so like that was that literally what was going through my mind. Um, was like the man they're killing off everybody so quickly with like a like a sad soundtrack in the background. Why not spread these out? You know, like <laughs> over the course of the battle rather than just like just bang dead bang dead yeah. bang dead but Sute goes down doing what he loves yeeting people off of a ship <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez goes down we cut to Jeanette Goldstein telling kids about Tierna Dog yeah Sute goes full like V for Vendetta just like yep. I'm gonna make this move I'm definitely gonna, gonna die, die but, but I'm gonna kill like five dudes first yep um I did find Michelle Michelle Rodriguez was sad. They did a good job making that sad. Like she's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. So there's yeah, and then Zoe Saldana, they're closing in on her. Yeah. And she you can tell she's gonna like she's gonna fight him anyway instead of just running away. Yep. Uh but then uh Awa has heard him. Yep. Jake made made his plea to Awa before the battle. And Chekhov's armored bullets don't work against these mm-hmm. guys. Uh <laughs> In James Cameron movie, every every detail matters. Yep. <laughs> They tell you, yeah, bullets don't. Don't be an idiot, Jake. Don't shoot this rhino. <laughs> Jake, you're hammerhead. so stupid. <laughs> bullets don't work on that. <laughs> Callback, and uh, yeah, and bullets don't work on that guy. Yep. And boom, he, he, the scream that that guy lets out as he gets stomped on. Fun. It's really good. It's like the, I can't remember the actor, uh, but but yeah. but in uh, Jurassic Park Two, there's the guy that gets stepped on by the T Rex. It seemed very similar to that. Yeah. yeah. What well, we're talking about Jurassic Park, I feel like a lot of the Ikran noises are like sampled Raptor noises from Jurassic Park. I don't know if that's just how I heard it. And my ears yeah. are bad, but it sounds pretty similar a lot of times. And yeah, so this is so stuff's turning now. Uh, Jake is jumping onto 
ships and just throwing grenades into their engines. Yep. yep. <laughs> Which should have been option one. I don't know. <laughs> um, plan A, dude, next time. And uh, yeah, then the bomber goes down before it gets to the Tree of Souls. He's on Stephen Lang's ship. There's a hole in it, but it doesn't quite start going down. And Jake falls to Earth as he throws a missile into its prop. And uh, yeah, Stephen Lang has that cool moment where after Jake, in another callback, falls down, but actually like manages to fall leaf to leaf, mm-hmm. where Stephen Lang gets in the mech and jumps out with a huge explosion behind him, (laughs) which is just like straight-up anime final boss entrance shit, but it's so good. And then they have a little fight, and and Jake's like, there's no reason to still be fighting. You can stop. Bart is like, no, I can't. It's personal. Good, that's what I hope you'd say. (laughs) And yeah, they fight it out. I like this final fight. I like that Neytiri kills him. It's a really yep. good scene, and I, I was very. It feels very cathartic when um, Zoe Saldana is the yes. one that kills him. Yes. Slightly avoiding, uh white savior stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get into that at the end. <laughs> I've been waiting. About at the end. I mean, all that's left now is the little like epilogue montage of. She goes into the thing and actually like picks him up and stuff. And uh, one of the few times you see like real interaction between the bodies. I liked that. I thought that was a nice. uh, Yes. Apparently that extremely hard and took a ton of time to do that one like scene. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's nice. He says, I see you. Yep. And he actually means it this time. Yep. It's his real body. <laughs> his real body. Which uh, is, with his little hand. <laughs> and yeah, then there's the old tiny, tiny body. <laughs> we already mentioned Giovanni Rabisi and all the humans or yep. the sky people are going back for now. Some are staying behind Norman Max and presumably some other people. Yep. And then, um, so just, just picturing like a scientist. Like, I was on your side the whole time. You didn't see it, but in the background, ooh, I was doing stuff. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> the whole Avatar project team was like Grace Augustine's people. It seemed to be a lot of people that worked there, yeah. but whatever. You would figure would have no real qualms. Hate, yeah, qualms with the. They wanted to be there just like studying stuff. Yeah. They were like botanists and shit. Um, and then yeah, there's just the the ending bit where he does the body transfer thing and his eyes open. It's a symmetrical note to end on. Yeah, it's a, it's a symmetrical note that ends that makes you want to watch a sequel that didn't come out for 14 years. <laughs> and it flashes Avatar on the yeah. screen. And you're like, oh, yeah, there wasn't a title credit. There wasn't. Uh, block until this. Mm-hmm. Which cool. makes the papyrus uh, text all more the stark when it pops up for the first time when they're speaking yeah. Navi. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's the subtitles, too. Yep. James Cameron loves having fun with subtitles. Yep. Hey, made for a great SNL skit. Yep. If you haven't seen the SNL papyrus skit, go watch it now. It's pretty good. Yep. It's pretty good. Gosling, never better. Nope. Um, Best performance of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, nothing else around the movie contextually to talk about. No, right? definitely don't need to talk about. <laughs> so the, the, the um, they do ex- like pretty g- g- explicitly make the military presence. Um, very American and predominantly white. Yep. I guess in order to make it so Jake is, because everyone has to tell Jake how stupid he is the whole time. You yep. want him to be a white guy that doesn't know anything. Yeah. Because that's then, Sigourney Weaver's like whole character at the beginning is like they had to send me a dumb Marine that doesn't yeah. know shit. 
Yeah, and you don't want, and so you'd want that to be a white guy that everyone's telling is stupid the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but then, then there's some complications when he's also the hero. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um. Before Bree speaks, because like that, that'll make this the funniest thing that I interrupt her. Um. <laughs> uh. I want to say before Bree has her whole her whole take, which is important. Um, that I thought it was very, I was like the whole time I'm like, ah, I can see the white savior complaints, but I'm not quite there yet. And then, uh, the person literally like lets them free and said, save us while crying or something. I'm like, Ooh, I'm back out. I'm back <laughs> out. That was real bad. Yep. All right. Yeah. Oh, once, once he becomes Taruk Makto, it's like only Jake can bring the clans together. Ooh, no, it's earlier than that. All right, Bree. <laughs> uh, fair enough. That's when it's really heavy. Uh, Fuck up so... Big Jim Winter right now. Do it. He I've, deserves I've been it. Told, I've been told I've been too nice to Jim this month, so <laughs> go for it. Um. So, as, uh, so I'm not Native American, but I am a minority that uh, has been represented very poorly and stereotypically in movies before, so I feel like I have to bring it up um, but so I am very pro environmental themes and I'm very pro anti-military themes. So those, those were good. Um, again, I loved the world. Um, everything was beautiful. I'm a sucker for bioluminescence. Like if there's ever a bioluminescent scene or town or anything in a, in a game or anything, it's my favorite. Um, but man, is this one of the worst white savior movies I've ever seen? <laughs> um, it is very racist towards native Americans. Um, they depict them uh, yipping and coming in in horses uh, with their bows and arrows. Um, they're called savages multiple times. Um, at the very beginning, before Zo- uh, before Zoe Saldana like um, sees him for the first time with the bow and arrow, um, the little like seed lands, and that's the start of like, oh, this is the chosen one or whatever. So I was like, okay, so this is where it starts. Like this is he is the one it's that's covered in save seeds. Them. Yeah, that comes later. That's oh yeah, that, true. That's what makes it even worse because it's it's right, a much more it's obvious. Uh, yeah. it's a much more obvious symbolism that like, oh, this is like he's going to be important. Um, mm. so there's just so many things that like he picks on every, on um, up on everything really quickly. Like he learns the language in three months. Like he's ingratiated within three months, pretty much. Um, when like people have been there for years and they're still like, uh, they're not still learning it cause a lot of them are still like fluent and stuff. But like, I think, um, the one guy was still kind of rusty on it after like 10 years or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, but he just knows it after three months. Um, but uh oh gosh what else um <laughs> we can break some of it down if you don't want to if you don't want to just get it all like, out right away well I'll, I'll mention it and then we can break it yeah, down sure. um but yeah there's the um when the spiritual chief i forgot her name but yeah when she cuts them down and saying you're the one that's gonna help <laughs> like save us um that just explicitly said it um when he tamed like the big bad ekron it's like of course he's the one that manages to do it like no one else no, can no do one it thought to no have come from yeah. above before yep. yeah. like, he they just oh my gosh it's <laughs> it's very very white savior like it romanticizes or uh, romanticizes colonialism <laughs> um Oh my God, I have so many qualms with this movie. <laughs> um, and so do a lot of people because oh, Native yeah. Americans tried to boycott this movie and the second movie. Um, James Cameron has said a lot of horrible things about Native Americans. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> he, this is, 
he made this movie because he wanted to. He didn't care about what um, what ramifications it had for people whose like actual lives this happened to, because like actual Native Americans went through very similar things, where like their braids were cut, they were tried to be um, like ingratiated. So and homes were burned down. Homes were burned down. They were like shoved to reservations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck this movie. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It, as you were talking about it, I, with my class, we talk about the Nez Pierce, mm. which um, Chief Joseph is a, there's a speech that we read, which I, on its own, the kids just don't get kind of the backstory of what mm. had happened to this, this tribe. And so we do a lot of background work to get to it. And it's one of those things that this, they basically had to try and flee from the military at a certain point. Mm. And they had never signed in treaties saying they'd give up their land, but they, other people, other tribes in the area had. So they basically yeah. were like, you gotta, you gotta move to the reservation. Mm. And they're like, well, we never signed anything. We're not. And then eventually the military just came in and fought them yep. and was like, we're going to move you forcibly. So the entire tribe tried to get to Canada. Um, basically, if you get over the border, mm. they would have been left alone. They were 40 miles from the border when they were, the military caught up to them and basically like put them in like under siege. Yeah. And it was like, people were starving. It was like one of those things that I'm like, this was the first year that I'd really taught that. And then watching this again afterwards, I was like, this is literally mm -hmm. like the parallels are insane. Yeah. And for it to then have been a white man that saves them <laughs> is galling. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's pulling from like real things that happened yeah. obviously in the movie. Yeah. And in not a great way. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. For sure. Qu question for the sequel. So, at the to pull it a little back to the plot, but not on purpose. Um, but like at the end of this movie, he turns into a Navi, essentially. Obviously, yeah. white man, all that stuff. Back still has an extra finger, so they can tell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, going forward, is this is he like? Is it still considered? Because I assume I maybe I'm wrong because I haven't seen the new Avatar movie. Is is Sam Worthington? Is Jake Sully still the lead character? Like, is it still a story based from his perspective, or is it kind of? Like uh, yeah, it's it's more they they're definitely shifting to more be about his kids. Okay. Um, that they have essentially between the two movies, the first like ten or fifteen minutes of two is kind of montagey about like here's what Jake's been up to for ten years. Here's their mm -hmm. kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still mostly about Jake, but it's a lot about the kids too. Okay. Cause it's like, it's like, it, 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 it evokes, I wonder like going forward with all this criticism in, in the, in the space. Cause this, is, this isn't like Bree's original thought, you know, like this is a thing that is shared by, I mean, it is, and it, you know, like it is shared by a lot of people. I should say it's not, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, uh, totally, totally. so like not it's, um, exactly. Yeah. That's probably a better way of putting it. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting to me going forward because like, well, now he's a Navi. Do you hide behind that? You're like, he's not a he's not a white savior anymore. He is one of them. Yeah, like, it's a little cake and eat it too kind of thing because yeah. like he is obviously like that. But then they just give him dreadlocks in the next movie like pretty oh, explicitly, God. and you're like, sweet. Did you have to do that? And they're like, we'll <laughs> we fucking did. do it again. Yeah, we'll do it um, again. Yeah. So that's it's it's a little. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's better, but it's different. They handle mm. it differently in the next one. Um, but yeah, I think other people make the big plays in like the final fight in the next one, but he's the one that like, and we already told you Quaritch is the villain again. Yeah. And uh, Quaritch as all the best James Cameron villains are just, just a hater. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's so, so he explicitly wants to kill Jake because he doesn't because like Jake personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nate because she killed him, but yeah. he's more like the the whole like betraying your race thing. He's mm-hmm. still mad about. Um, do, you, do you think? But aside a, from that, the actual like big plays made in the final fight are by people that aren't Jake. It's the kids or the Tulkoon. Uh, uh, another comment that I had was: Has Sigourney we- has any Sigourney Weaver character ever given a shit <laughs> like in her entire filmography? <laughs> she's always been too old for this. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. It's really nice that this was uh, I, some of the things I haven't mentioned about James Cameron this month. He seems like a real asshole. Yeah, <laughs> that isn't the most fun guy to work for. It's fun. So I, it's cool that Sigourney Weaver's like it's been thirty years. I can work with him again. It's it's funny because I called my I was talking to my mom about something else, and I mentioned that uh, Ben was going to be here because that's Ben is my 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 mom is my cousin. My mom obviously knows Ben uh, <laughs> because she is his aunt. Um, so so I was mentioning that, and she was like, "Oh, she's like." She's like, I need. To, she's like, I keep forgetting to like listen to that podcast. And like, my joke was, well, if you want to hear a bunch of family members, you never hear swear, swear. That'll probably be fun for you. Uh, but yeah. um, <laughs> but um, the uh, but she, I was like, oh, we're doing Avatar, and she's like, I don't know what it is, maybe or something like maybe it's because James Cameron's a pompous ass. Or something. <laughs> like I made, maybe I said it. Maybe like is it because he's a pompous ass? And she's like, he is a pompous ass. Yeah. And it's like, I do think that's part of the problem with Cameron. Yeah. I re- I was telling her, I remember for the Oscars this year. He does for, own it, though? Yeah. Does that make it better? It makes it Depends. less annoying. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the, you, you, yeah. You the, know the, he knows that that's his mm, image, his I guess. <laughs> but uh, the... 2009 Oscar, well, yeah, 2010 Oscars for the 2009 season. Uh-huh. Um... Avatar is nominated for a bunch of stuff. Avatar doesn't really win a lot of the big categories, shall we say? No, it mostly wins below the line. It yeah. seems it's the front runner coming in. It's early in the night. It's winning, you know, the technical shit. And so it seems like there's maybe an Avatar sweep coming. Yeah. And I remember, uh, again, being 19, having not seen this, but caring a lot more about the Oscars then than I do now. And just sitting there going like... Catherine Bigelow is nominated for Best Director, and people seem to like the... I had not seen The Hurt Locker. I don't think I... No, I have not seen The Hurt Locker even now, because um, I often get it confused with other military movies that came out in that era. Um, but uh, I was like, Catherine Bigelow is James Cameron's ex-wife, and boy, howdy, would it be fun if she won Best Director instead of him. And that's what fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What it's is- weird that, that that got played up a lot, but like <laughs> James was over it. He had been married two more times since, since having been married do, to Catherine Bigelow, they, and they do seem to be fine. Like it does, I don't think yeah, there's like because they were they were on like the campaign quote unquote trail together that year. Yeah, um, but like yeah, uh, I never cheered so hard for someone to <laughs> win best director. I think for a lot of people were pretty seen. stoked about that. Yeah. yeah, first female director to win too. I yes. think. Yeah. So. And now it won't, I mean, it won't happen. The streak won't continue this year because there weren't any women nominated, but <laughs> they um, didn't do anything, right? The last, <laughs> that's why. That's why that happened. The Ugh, last two best too busy out. with their nails and stuff. Oh, yeah. God. The last two best directors were women. So there's been three now. That's um, good. Yeah. Her, Chloe Zhao and Jane Campion last year. Yeah, uh, turns out, uh, you know, not just white dudes have stories to tell. Who would have thought? If it makes you feel better, only <laughs> yeah. one white dude's won Best Director in the last like 13 years. Oh, thank God for those Mexican directors, man. Yes. They're just cleaning <laughs> the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> I think one thing that I do 
think is good about is talking about this movie now is how much more critical we can be of it not being in the like the wave of everyone being like it's the greatest movie you've ever mm. seen and it's it's not it's there's yeah. cool stuff the I world is cool the bioluminescence the, uh, the the creatures are amazing i love the creatures yeah but the, the story itself has a lot of issues i don't it's problematic at worst and basic at best. Like that's really what it comes down to. Story wise. Yeah. Story wise. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a reason people have compared it to a lot of things that like you hear the no cultural impact stuff, just as much as you hear Pocahontas yeah, and dances Gully. with wolves in space. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess dances with wolves, especially being, you know, the white guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think the reason that it exists is because of the tech first kind yep. of, and then, the story just sort of is what it is. Yeah, it's interesting to think. I think I think the story and characters are a lot more interesting in the second movie. Mm. It's interesting to think like what his other besides just doing the same plot with a different protagonist. It's interesting to think like if his main goal is kind of like you just alluded to was get get big cool sci-fi world yeah. that I can manipulate. And, and the, at least, at least in like interviews and stuff, the message of the conservation and exactly. environmentalism and the seems cons- to be a very big deal. To yep. him. Keep the conservation message. Like yep. what other story could have been told that maybe was a little more nuanced or even to put it flatly more interesting um, that could have, I feel weird saying, cause like it's, it's one of those things like you could be like, Oh, it could have been more successful. It's the most successful yeah. movie of all time. Like you can't really mm-hmm. say, Oh, he flubbed it. But also like Ben alluded to up until this year, has anybody had a thought about avatar between the years 2010 and 2019? Like, I don't think so. I don't think any, and I, I alluded to it in the Titanic one. Or I shouldn't say alluded. I straight up said in the Titanic one uh, about, I mentioned having not seen avatar. And every single person told me you're good. Don't worry about it. I've noticed recently the only to- the only people that have told me to watch it since I've been in the last year, and it's people being like, oh, it's fine. Like even before this po- uh, even before this podcast, before I had seen it, I mentioned to Vaz, who's been on a lot of episodes of this show, um, that I- we were watching Avatar for the podcast, and I was talking about how. I was kind of already negative on it just mm-hmm. because of what I had heard and stuff. And his point was like, you're going in with the absolute wrong attitude, blank your mind, have a, you know, just see what happens. You might be surprised. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I was surprised. I don't hate the movie as I said up front. Um, obviously we, now that we've gone over some of the more problematic parts, I acknowledge those, those are a problem. Those should have gotten cleaned up. That's big of you. But as, <laughs> as a white man, he speaks for everyone, including, no, but, um, <laughs> I see you, but <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I wish it was better. He could have done, he could have taken some chances with the story specifically i'm a very story specific person i'm a very character specific person he did some good character work his story is meh and it's just sad because i could have been all about it like i could have been seeing this movie three times in theaters too and been like damn what a great movie james cameron thank you like because he's made good stories yeah you can't even say like james cameron has he wrote great movies before Mm -hmm. um so you know he's got it in him uh yeah and he just didn't do it yeah, yeah. Can I interest you in water? <laughs> what if this movie was a lot wetter? <laughs> um, I think the second one story is a lot better. I have heard that. Uh, it's not 
you know, uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, but <laughs> it's not a Robert Altman film. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense that this was written in 1994. I don't That's know if I would know that. Actually, like, it makes a, a lot of sense. Fantastic point. Like you I saying that, it just the... like kind of came to me, and I was like, yeah. oh, if this was 1994, it makes a lot more sense. He wrote this before Pocahontas came out, right? That's I also guess so. I mean, it was it, the, 1994 is like an 80 page treatment that he did. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that it changed a ton since then, and they obviously had opportunities to recorrect. Oh, yeah. To I'm, not, correct. I'm not letting him off the hook. No, no, I'm no. More just saying it makes a ton of sense. Oh, yeah, no, that's, he, he would be like, this, this was written before Titanic yeah. and designed to be the one that he made right after it coming out in like 1999. Yeah. Um, so it would have been a 90s movie. And in that context, isn't necessarily. Well, no, not necessarily. It's not better, but it is like a lot of movies like that were around then. I would have loved to see the 1999 version of Avatar. Well, it's it's got to be like They those... didn't make it because they yeah. couldn't technologically. So that's the thing. I was like, I wonder, was it stopped? Were they going to try to do pra more practical stuff? I imagine he was like, you know what? The tech isn't there right now. We got to wait. And then he went to go see Phantom Menace, saw Jar Jar, and was like, yep, we, we're, we're we, waiting. <laughs> tech another 10 years on that. <laughs> Sad Jar Jar Binks noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the tech side of things, we're coming up on probably the what'll exist is now we're 30 something. Mm. Um, but real quick on the tech stuff, um, it is so many different systems were invented for this. And just some of the people that we mentioned before, Stan Winston's guys work on this one. Stan Winston is the creature designer on Aliens. He made the Alien Queen. Um, Weta. The Digi Weta Digital Workshop, the, the people who did the Lord of the Rings movies, they work on this one too. They're in New Zealand. James Cameron lives in New Zealand now. Um, they filmed the live action stuff all in New Zealand in this movie. So when you do that, Weta Digital does yep. your shit. Uh, they also worked with Industrial Light and Magic, who we've worked, who we've mentioned before. Um, and uh, yeah, the way they film this is insane. They call it performance capture, not motion capture, because the tech technology that they use is they're in the volume. The volume is just this big empty room that they can essentially turn into a digital space so he can direct the scenes that are going to be CGI in live action with actors all in their, you know, performance capture get up with a camera on a boom that goes like six inches in front of their face to get all their emotional beats. And basically... He has a camera that knows because all the computers and the different like 120 cameras that are in the ceiling of the volume are in real time uh, generating the environment that what it will look like in CGI. So he can actually do the camera moves himself around the digital environment, um, literally like with a camera he's holding in his hands and they performance capture all the CGI stuff. They film all the live action stuff and then James Cameron goes back to the volume by himself without any of the actors because the volume has all of the digital performances saved and then he can figure out how to shoot it. So it's just him with the camera and like this massive room. I think it's six times the size of any volume before it. And he can actually like do the close ups and stuff during action scenes by literally walking over to where the computer thinks the digital version of Jake Sully is and doing like a close up on his face. So they film the movie. Basically they make it like three times 
Um, I think each minute is over or is around 18 gigabytes of data. Wow. Um, each frame takes like hours to render. Jesus. Weta uses a 10,000 square foot server farm <laughs> with over 4,000 specifically Hewlett Packard um, <laughs> servers. Uh, yeah. So that's a lot of, that's like the thing with, that's why a lot of animated movies are shorter, especially if they're CGI. Uh, it takes a long time to render that shit. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they do even more crazy stuff. Um, even in the live action, they're doing crazy filming techniques because they invent the way that they film it 3d with a camera pointing up into a beam splitter and another camera like that, that they can move. So before that, when you do native 3d, you have literally two cameras, like your right eye and a left eye next to each other. They still have a right eye and a left eye, but they don't have to be next to each other. They can actually change distance apart depending on how you're like the human eye would focus depending on the distance of the thing. Um, so the 3d is more natural. Maybe you'll know someday. <laughs> uh, yeah. If there's anything you're ever going to catch me saying nice about James Cameron, it is his absolute just um, passion for pushing the limits and yep. like pushing things forward. That is fun. It's something I love. It's specifically in video games more than film just because of where my hobbies lie. Um, but it's really fun to see people do stuff that hasn't been done before. And James Cameron does that uh, for better or for worse. Um, so, you know. Not that too many people sink an entire ship in a giant 13, 17 million gallon tank or whatever, and not too many people film a movie three times in a in a Star Trek hologram room or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. It did not win. Another thing I wanted to talk about um, real quick was it did not win best score, uh, which I remember looking up when I was listening to it because I'm like, oh, this is actually a really good score. Probably won for best score. Yeah. And I looked and it lost and it lost to Up. I just want to throw out for Michael Giacchino real quick. Up is one of probably my favorite film score in the last 20 years. That thing friggin' rules. Mm -hmm. So good on Giacchino for stealing that as well. (laughs) Uh, James Horner Horner. does it for this. He does it for a few other movies we've done. I don't have them in front of me, but... If you look through James Horner's stuff, you'll be like, "Yep, did that." You know, like it's a, yes. he's he's got a lot of hits. He's a big he's yeah. A big he worked time. with Cameron uh, yep. a number of times. Um, he did Titanic, Aliens, I think. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Titanic is the big one. So he has the the highest selling orchestral soundtrack of all time mm-hmm. for Titanic, and then also the score to the highest grossing movies of all time, time. In Avatar. Yep, um, and one for My Heart Will Go On, which yeah. uh, is also an impressive feather in the cap because that song yeah. friggin' rules. Mm-hmm. Let's get into ratings. Every week, I'll post our ratings on letterboxd.com. Uh, who wants to set the tone on this one? Uh, I'll set the tone because I, I said out loud when we were watching it a lot of times what I felt I was going to give this movie. <laughs> I will give this movie three get sums out of five. <laughs> That's a good one. Cool. I'll probably give it... Ugh. Um... Hmm. Uh, one and a half creepy tendrils. Um, I'm giving the one star because the world is really, really good. Um, the creature designs are very good. Um, and the half stars for the score because the score is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Keeps it above the lowest rating given because that was still just a single star for Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, this is, like I said, I played gangbusters for me this time. Um, so probably four Stanford tank tops out of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
acknowledging all the other shit, but I'm just, no, yeah. you know, <laughs> just to be honest, I, I, I really liked it this time. <laughs> I, I don't like want to lie to you guys. No. <laughs> I feel like I've solidly been at like a three for this one. Uh, That's fair. So a three home trees <laughs> out of five. Rip. I, know. <laughs> I feel like that puts it on Letterboxd about where it should be. <laughs> Not maybe It'll be opinion. around a three, I think. Yeah. A two and a half to two and a half to three. Yeah. There. Like a, I, I usually like go like to the nearest number. I don't, I don't remember. I either go to the nearest number or I go to like the half that it achieved. You know? I was at like three and a half for a while and then I really wasn't that happy about the ending stuff. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I bumped it back down. Um, all right. Thank you for everyone to be on podcast today. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was Kay, Bree, and Sam. It sure was. Yeah. <laughs> It went well. We all had fun. Uh, we all sivacoed. And uh, thank you, listeners, for making Sahelu with your podcast uh, launcher of choice. And um, I hope it's Podbeans. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't, you can find us on Podbeans, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbeans again. Um, you can buy a t-shirt by the time this episode comes out. I might have the 2023 Ooh. ladies shirt Ooh. in um in the store. If you've never listened to this podcast before, it's Ladies with a T. That's the name of our annual award show. This being only the second year of the podcast. Uh, it'll be the second annual one. Uh, so look for that by, I don't know, 50. How many people are coming over your house for the party where you all listen to it? Buy that many. Um <laughs> Um, you can email Noah at late to the movies at gmail.com. You can see our fun posters at late to the movies underscore podcast on Instagram. Both of those are the number two, not the letters. And that will about do it. Do I have anything else? Any bits? We don't have to do bits. We had some good bits. So I think we're we good. had some good bits. We, 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 the yelling at Jake Sully bit stays in. That was gold. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I had to, yeah, I hope you save at least like three legs bits. Yeah. <laughs> or else the other legs bits aren't going to make sense. Uh, you haven't gone native, I'm able, have you, boy? You sound like a man who doesn't want these that? legs. <laughs> He's just twirling. Just twirling like, <laughs> like nunchucks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>